Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We are deep into the spring 2022 season. I think some some shows. I think we're up to episode eight. Like we uh, are knee deep in yeah. it. I think Kong yes. Ming maybe is up to episode eight. Uh, deep. I I do feel like perhaps this batch of episodes that we just got did feel a lot of like uh, a lot of mid season. Wheel episodes for, for better or worse. Yeah, but uh, sure. Yeah, you, you you could say that about some of the shows on this list, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, some some of them. But yeah, some of these um, shows feel like they're gearing up. I think some of them did uh did, did have some standouts, but which ones are we talking about? You'll have to keep <laughs> listening and see. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, and like we we were actually literally just saying uh, before this, there are still we're still watching all these, so there's a lot of shows. Yeah. It's quite, a, been I mean, quite an interesting season. So Sometimes we have had seasons where we got to spin 90 minutes out of, like, four shows that we are cumulatively watching. <laughs> I got to dig and, through uh, news stories or whatever, right? Yeah. And then you know. dive into all the backlog stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yes. you, know, you know what? I'll say, this, you know, this is a great indication of how good this season is, is that Eero and I have not been forced to talk about Big O or Gunsword once in this whole That's season, true. despite the fact that we are still watching that backlog as part of our... Been, the backlog has been pushed off of the set list. As part uh, of our backlog project. <laughs> on the flip side, I have not had time to watch more Thunderbolt Fantasy, which is oh. negative. Oh, but, that is true. Now that is a tragedy. We'll, we'll get there. So, anyway. Before we get into our full-on anime discussion, let's introduce everybody. I'm Jell. I'm joined by Iroh. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. Well, we're joined by G. What's good, everybody? And for this episode, we have Artemis. It's been a minute. Good to be here. It has indeed. Good to have you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's get into all this anime we got to talk about. And we can start by talking about yet another show we've never talked about on the podcast <laughs> before. Uh, Artemis here to start off with a banger. What's the hottest show uh-huh. that she's been watching? <laughs> well, it's well, you not got, a got some. Hard-hitting I... takes on... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't really call it a banger. I dropped it, like, just for reference. I think episode seven is airing this week or has aired this week, so I so dropped made it, it you made around it halfway. the halfway mark, which... Okay. Now, based so, on so fur- further, further than the three-episode rule, but not enough to make it across the finish line. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so to, I mean... To tell everybody oh, what we're talking about... Yeah. Uh, yes, fine. Okay. The show is uh, don't, don't, uh, don't Hurt Me, My Healer. Yes, not which to be I have heard some things, but what, what is the... which is a different show. Um, oh my goodness! So that's it's right. a it's a it's a comedy, um, mm-hmm. and like if you watch season. the first like mm-hmm. five minutes of the first episode, you'll figure out what it's about immediately. But basically, mm-hmm. it's set in sort of that classic fantasy JRPG type of world. Yeah, it's not isekai. It's just you know that setting. Merely RPG land. Right, and. Um, the two main characters are Carla, who is a dark elf slash healer, and Elvin, who is a swordsman. Like, just totally classic okay, archetypes, sure. right? So, allow me to guess from the title here. Is, uh-huh. the, is the joke that 
she she's supposed to be the healer, but instead she comically injures him every time she tries to heal him. Well, sort of. It's more like oh, she's just the... a flat-out terrible person. Okay, because uh, I was about... Okay, you beat me too, because I was saying the other common joke based on MMOs is that, like... <laughs> the people, healer's an asshole. Is people who play MMOs, who play healers in MMOs, are often, like, either, like, control freak jackasses... <laughs> Or they are, like, extremely tired parents uh, who feel like <laughs> they are responsible for hurting everybody else who's too dumb to, like, not right. get themselves killed. Yeah. With, right. So whether or not Carla means to hurt people is kind of up to interpretation. But her personality, like, her attitude is just, like, she's a flat-out terrible person. Gotcha. And, okay. and she annoys the crap out of absolutely everyone. Um, okay. And she ends up forming a party with Alvin because she accidentally, I don't know whether that is accidental or not, curses him. And so he cannot go within a certain amount of feet for her or he will die. Ah. So it's like right. false proximity ah, kind of comedy <laughs> right, going on there as well. Okay. Right. And there are, there are like a couple of other running gags in the show, like the fact that you never see Alvin's face once. Oh, I'm um, looking at this. Huh. He's literally okay. like a Dark Souls just knight. He has, like, just no, like he has straight a, he up has, he's helmet He's an armored on. swordsman, so he has his yeah. helmet on, and every time he takes it off, there's like an object in the foreground that's blocking. That's sure. right. That's okay. The implication being that he was he is so incredibly normal looking that they may as well just not show his face. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So well, that, sounds, it sounds that actually like, sounds pretty good so far. Right. Yeah. So, but... so that's fine. So I was watching it for, you know, six episodes, so it was fine. The problem is it's just fine mm. and there are some really good comedy shows already yeah in the season's lineup and it's a competitive it's lineup of, yeah and it's just kind of the same joke mm -hmm. repeated in a variety of different ways um and maybe more damaging is that a lot of the jokes take a really long time to get to the punchline so instead uh. of like a, instead of like a, a bunch of rapid fire sketches like you might have in kind of a young coma based Right. adaptation it's like one or two jokes stretched out over the oh, man. 20 That's, odd minutes they you know this is no, you know please. we <laughs> Dio perfected this <laughs> right years ago you know right. the anime adaptation of the four coma they did it they figured it out and like part of that formula is you fit like four of those jokes per episode, maybe even more, depending on right. how rapid fire you are. <laughs> but these are like t kind of two-ish per episode, and Oof. the punchlines like are sometimes worth it, but more more often, like it, I, I will kind of weakly chuckle as opposed to you yeah. know like a belly laugh, which would right you know <laughs> make it worth it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think this is what we've just, always. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, it's just, you know, it's just very dialogue driven and so by the mm. time they get there it's and you've guessed already what the punchline is because it's always basically the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And like sometimes that can be funny when you know the punchline, but mm -hmm. that requires really good delivery, right? Like, right. I think a lot of like, like, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of comedies this season, but you know, I think about something like, you know, a Kaguya-sama or even a Tiger and Bunny where like some of the fun of the joke is that because you understand the character dynamics so well, you actually do see the joke coming. And then what mm -hmm. makes it funny is like how they almost lean into you knowing or the delivery is really snappy or they don't take too long to get there. You know, once, yeah. once, once the writer is confident that you know the punchline, then delivering it. And so, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, it's just like in a season like this with such tough competition. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't mind the inevitability of the punchline so much. It's just that it takes that long to get there, and right. then it's not really snappy enough yeah. to sell itself for like twelve whole episodes. You know, mm-hmm. they right. should have. They should have either made it just a short, like a ten-minute short, right, episode format, or put in more jokes to to make up for the fact okay. that they're kind of all the yeah. same. So but it didn't either. So. So this is a this is a drop not because it got awful or anything just that it's not like it's just not good enough not doing enough mm-hmm. in a yeah. season full of great comedies you yeah really, if, uh, if it was a game. weaker season I I might have stuck it out but uh, yeah it's just no I mean yeah. I got enough. comedy's hard someone's like, got to be left behind for the bear yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah there are some yeah, good side I, characters though the side characters are some of them I had heard when it came out it actually <laughs> did kind of sound like the kind of show I'd be into, but that I'm you would watching, watch, like, it would be a gel show. Yeah. Right? I'm already watching like seven shows and it just like completely fell off my radar. So yeah, the, the best joke of the series is one that's never verbalized. And that is every single title of the episodes are like 150 words long. Oh, geez. Uh, so you see it flash uh, up on yeah. the, on the screen. All right. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like a full, like a, like like title. like the title the title of every episode is kind of the synopsis of the, of the whole episode. Oh my episode. god, I see. So okay. like if you if you now like wiki it, Holy you'll shit. probably see like in this world where monsters are rampant, Alvin is trying to make his adventure in a land ravaged by monsters and other such baddies, and it just kind of keeps going and going. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. That's uh, like I said. I mean, it, it sounds sounds pretty good talking about it, but I guess in practice, when you're stretching those yeah. kinds of jokes out, it just yeah. spreading them too thin. It's it just uh, it just yeah. kind of outwards welcome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I guess. Uh, well, Eero and I are have a much higher <laughs> tolerance for punishment. <laughs> and, uh, you might you might really like it. It's still yeah. probably better than the next show. We'll, oh, no, no. I'm about. sorry, Artemis. I wasn't talking about your show. I was using that <laughs> oh, to, oh. To, to link into the next show on this yeah, list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's get our weekly uh, Kyokai Senki update here. Geopolitics it's time, corner. It's time for the Geopolitics Corner. <laughs> yeah, the Fuck Geopolitics me, Hour. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll ask right. the same question I ask every time. Did anything interesting happen <laughs> since we last talked about Kyokai Senki? <laughs> no, but no. I'm still going to talk about it. Okay. <sighs> okay, so um, of the two episodes of Kyokai Senki we watched, the first one is basically meant to be the sort of like triumphant healing moment for Amo. You know, the, like, ah, his friends stick to his... Right, after he, you know, so, as a quick recap, uh, Amo, the protagonist who seemingly died at the end of season one, uh, was revealed to have survived, but marked and changed by his experience. We had a flashback Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. episode that reveals that Amo became dark and... (laughs) Yes, dark and edgy because he shot someone, you know... Uh, mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to save a bunch of hilariously stereotypical children. Mm-hmm. Um, and this episode is basically meant to be the, like, healing moment, right? The 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 Simone does the Giga Drill Breaker moment uh-huh. of the show. You know, the obligatory, like, hero is in his darkest hour, but thanks to his Nakama, you he'll, know... He'll bounce he'll, back stronger than he, ever. Exactly, exactly. And so they, they do this by setting up this premise of, like, you know... They find another one of these... There, there was a plot point in season one about uh, what 
I don't remember their name, but they're basically like uh, occupied cooperative uh, towns. Basically, right. uh, towns in which the Japanese are allowed some degree of autonomy within the territory of yes. these uh, occupied nations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And so, in last season, we saw one that was occupied by the Chinese and was, uh, again, leaning into some really uh, deeply problematic maybe nationalist stereotypes about how Japan perceives the nation of China. Uh, and this time around, we uh, are seeing uh, a Russian, uh, a Russian... Right, uh, the Eurasian uh, military... Yes, the Eurasian, you know. Zone. And, and this one is good because uh, the Russian administrator mm-hmm. of this Japanese town recognizes the inherent superiority of the Nippon culture and actually mm. uh, wishes to integrate himself into the Nippon uh-huh, culture. Uh-huh. Some real point of ta- you know, bad timing on this, huh? To, to the point of taking a Japanese wife to really show just how much he just loves and respects uh, the nature, uh-huh, uh-huh. The, 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 mm. the culture of Japan. Mm. And, uh, God, you know, right. He's not they, problematic they, at they all. They do the whole, like, on paper, this town is a corporation and they're all my employees. But, but secretly, I'm really just I'm trying the, to save them. Yes, I'm the good CEO. Uh, I'm you know, a regular Schindler over here. Oh, yes, I was going yes, like, to say, they're, they're pulling a Schindler's list. They're, they're totally here. pulling a Schindler's like thing with this guy. I mean, they do literally introduces himself by doing a Japanese bow. Which, mm-hmm. okay, I mean, that's hard to tell because I feel like... Look, we've all watched enough anime, and I'm sure we've all seen the trope of, like, anime that clearly does not take place in Japan. In a vacuum, (laughs) Characters still do Japanese mannerisms, and, (laughs) you know, the American who bows when he greets you. (laughs) Right, but in context Uh, of everything else, it's just... It it becomes increasingly weird, yes, yes. Anyways, it all ends with, like, ah... Uh oh! The Americans hired some baddie mercenaries to attack the uh-huh. town. For what reason? I I don't even remember. Again, to as another recap, uh, no explanation is ever given for I believe why they're, they're they're testing their new AI. Ah, uh, yes, yes, they are testing their new less AI grunts. Yes, and uh, so they send this like uh, cartoonishly evil-looking mercenary. Scientist he's got man, the like. Yeah. He kind of looks like Greed from Full Metal Alchemist. Like he's got the round glasses and like the kind of like hawkish features, mm-hmm. and you know, being evil, I guess. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, yep. it's like and the heroes use their sick up new upgrades. Yes, to they got mid-season upgrades. Off. In a fight that's like not even remotely dangerous. Like the heroes don't uh-huh. struggle in the slightest. There's no risk. They just they just win, and that's it. Amo is healed. He's he 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 has overcome his PTSD. Right now, because he sees he sees the dude's wife give birth or whatever. Right. Yes, the Russian dude's Japanese wife is pregnant. Like it's like nine months pregnant with with their uh-huh. com- with their child, literally born in the middle of the battle. Uh huh. Of course. Uh, and then uh, you know the baby grasping his finger or whatever. He yes. Goes, uh, I'm I'm back to happy Abo. Yes. And All the of ghost, the darkness has been purged and, from my and, spirit. And, and the ghost of Shinzo Abe looks on a proof <laughs> the sky. Smiled. Healed by the uh, improving the birth rate, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, quite literally. Uh, um, it's, it's stupid. This show sucks. It continues uh. to suck. Like the, like, the thing they do is, like, once again, you know, because they're fighting a manned unit and not just an AI-controlled unit, once again, Amo, like, cuts open the cockpit of the evil mercenary, but instead of killing him, he lets him go to show he's become good, good boy Amo again. Uh-huh. It's 
this show has like the uh, the astounding <laughs> lack of substance this show has continues to uh-huh. amaze me every week. Uh, and then next episode is the kind of filler episode that in a good anime would be really fun, but uh-huh. in a bad anime is just tortuous to watch. Yes. And that is that they find out that it is like about the one year anniversary since the little mascot helper AI were were, were created. And so uh-huh. to thank them for all the help, you know, along the journey, mm-hmm. they want to throw a, a surprise birthday party yes. for the AI. But because so, they're super AI who can hack all types of electronics all and, and phones, and, and phones and everything. they have to plan out this birthday party in a like air gapped room. With no, like, electronics yeah. in it. So that's and, this joke stretched out for 20 minutes of everyone yes. trying to avoid all electronics and, yes. and I mean, that is a pretty good concept mission. on paper. It, it's a great concept, like, in a good anime. Just, like, we hate all of these characters, yeah. and the AI <laughs> buddies are insufferable, and... Like, this this would have been an okay episode in Gundam Build Divers Rerise. <laughs> Right. Or perhaps Digimon Ghost Game. Sure. Or any like, any anime that you don't actively hate the cast. Yes. Like they're like <laughs> a couple of okay jokes of like the AIs resorting to like blackmail and bribery to try to get like the humans to spill the beans. Right? Like the one of the AIs is literally like, Hey man, I'll help you find a girlfriend if you tell me like what you're planning. <laughs> And it's like it almost works. It gets a little dark because one of the AI confronts the like older veteran leader of the resistance, and we find out that he's estranged from his wife and child, who he abandoned to join the resistance to save Glorious Nippon. And the AI is in there. and the AI is literally like, "Hey, I'll put you on a private channel with your estranged wife and child if you tell me yeah, you tell what me. you're planning." And it's like, are, are are you telling me you could have always record, done this? You could have, done you this could have always have helped this man reconcile with his family, and you simply chose not to. Like that's actually insanely dark. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it sucks. It culminates in the typical like the AI come to the comical mm-hmm. like conclusion that oh they don't love us anymore they're gonna throw us out you know we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go on strike because mm-hmm. our humans don't love us anymore and it all ends with you know goofy um yeah. it's a goofy misunderstanding in the end they throw the birthday party everybody's here mm-hmm. we've got a virtual cake Yes, yes, and then, oh no, champagne. at the end, it's revealed that the leader of the Japanese resistance, or not the leader, the, like, the financer mm-hmm. of the Japanese resistance, has secretly been in talks with the other factions. All along. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Man, yeah. what a fucking dog shit anime. <laughs> Like, what? God damn! I fuck. I hate this anime so much. Hey, you're the one watching it. You guys have shit taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to tell them every week. You guys Artemis, don't. We're in too doing deep. this to yourself. We're, see, here's the thing, Artemis. You you watched six episodes of a thing, and you decided that's enough for me. I can stop. Yeah. For your own eye, if we made it halfway through something, over halfway, it would be insane to stop. 
because why did we w- w- sunk cost we, we are the we are the patron saints of sunk cost fallacy what would it mean about all the garbage we watched if we stopped like, now this is like you walked into the casino and you spent 90% of your money and you're trying to use the 10% to get to get uh, your money back and it's just not going to happen no we're not even trying to get our money back at this point it's just no. like well <laughs> might as well get rid of this 10% yeah like what else are we going to do so with this so I can 10%? say that I got rid of on 100% of my money. Yeah. Uh, Artemis, we have a rule. Aaron and I have a rule. We call it the Gundam Build Divers Rule. And yes, I have heard is, of this rule. Yes, yes. It is that, yes, that <sighs> we finished the anime Gundam Build Divers, a very bad Gundam spinoff anime. And if we could finish that anime, <laughs> then surely we couldn't any other Surely. bad anime we watch. I mean, is is Kyokai Seki worse than Gundam Bill Divers? Oh yeah, totally. It's, it's got well, the same oh, writer. It it's way worse. Then you you should have that should give you legal reason. To <laughs> oh, drop it. see, because here's the thing: According I'm sick. Like I'm sick, and I want to drag Iro into this quagmire with me. Because here's the thing: if we finish Kyokai Seki. That means we get to the rename the lower. Gundam Build Divers to the Kyokai Senki rule. <laughs> Not, and and that the bar means is even lower. <laughs> we'll never be able to drop a bad anime <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Look, the witch from Gundam the Witch from Mercury is going to be airing soon, and for all we know, that that Gundam might be worse than Kyokai Senki. <laughs> And if that's true, we have to make sure we watch Surely it to the not. end. So, how dare well, you bring up such a possibility? I, that'll uh, be another uh, discussion for another time. Then, indeed, indeed. But, yes. In the meantime, we have a good geopolitical. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the good geopolitics. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, yes the back half of the geopolitical power hour back. here. Yes, where, so the first of the two episodes of Legends of the Galactic Heroes culminates in the conclusion of uh, the FPA's inquiry of Yang Wenli. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, basically, everything you remember about what's great about this moment is still here. Yang oh, yeah. gives his magnificent speech about the nature Spit of patriotism, about uh-huh. ha- th- this hollow concept that is nationalism, the idea of what is a nation, you know, is a nation... A, a, a codex of ideals or is a nation a collection of people and that codex of ideals should be in service to those people uh, and you know of course and again Yang's whole thing about how you know the very classic idea right of how patriotism is a very convenient tool when it is rhetoric spoused you know uh, uh, spouted by the rich and powerful mm-hmm. to convince the poor to die for you know for their, their own their personal comfort. gain yeah. yes and uh you know, it all culminates in, you know, the, the successful invasion of Geiersburg at Iserlone, which forcibly yep. recalls Yang back. Uh-huh. You know, you get to watch all these, like, grimy, sweaty politicians squirm and twist themselves when they realize <laughs> that the man <laughs> they've, they've been insulting themselves. for, like, the last, like, two weeks is now the man they need to beg to save them. Uh, yep. Tragically... Uh, the PKC, the Patriotic Night Corps, do not, in fact, attack um, Frederica Greenhill. And so we do not get to see one Ensign Mashengo <laughs> fight off ten men. Oh, um, They cut that, huh? They cut that. 
However, we do time. instead get a very interesting uh, anecdote that I'm not sure if it's from the books, but be, but I've been told that in some regards DNT is more true to the novels, and so I'd like to believe that this is probably something that the OVA cut for time. Uh, we are told that um, Jessica Edwards' martyrdom in season one has basically inspired a political movement, right? An, an anti-war mm-hmm. uh, political party within the FPA. And we are told about a riot that they were involved in. And one of the characters very rhetorically asks, oh, those rioters? Oh, oh, the Jessica Edwards party? Didn't they get violent in a riot like last year? Hmm. And this is when Bucock explains to us that no, what instead happened is that the Jessica Edwards party, which tried initially to go through you know, official channels, they wrote, like, you know, they went through official channels and tried to write, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, strongly worded letters to the <laughs> FDA government, and basically tried to do things the, as many uh, uh, centrist Democrats would tell you, the proper way of doing things. And uh, when the FDA was... Protests, and when the FDA was able to just, you know, ignore that, because turns out peaceful protest is not that effective... Uh, the Jessica Edwards party took to the streets and started protesting in in proper. However, still, might I, 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 I mean, make clear nonviolent protest. Uh, right. And so the FBA government uh, simply deploys the PKC to attack the Jessica Edward protests in the streets. And when the Edwards protesters naturally fight back because they're being attacked by a fascist right-wing militia, the media then captures this footage and uses this to spread disinformation about the violent behavior of the Jessica Edwards protesters, thus Mm -hmm. neutering their political capital. Then the police show up and arrest all the protesters. Specifically, arrests the protesters and ignores the PKC. That's. uh... Does this sound familiar? (laughs) Yikes. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's a st- Legend of the Galactic Heroes always relevant. In <laughs> Legend any of the Galactic era. Heroes is one of the greatest pieces of fiction <laughs> ever written, and it never fucking misses. It has never missed, and it never will miss. Like it's bold words. This this goddamn show. It's real good. Uh, Sh- shout then- out to uh, shout out to Bucock. Yeah, yeah. True no, king. Bu- there. Yes. Uh, yes. We, we get a lot of good Bucock being an old man, and thus he can get away with anything he wants. <laughs> like, he's, li- he's literally just saying shit in this episode. Like, I'm an old man. What are they going to do? Fire me? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. kill me? <laughs> kill me? I already got one foot in the grave. Like, uh, uh, yes. but um, so, then we get episode yeah. two, which is the beginning of the Geiersberg yes. invasion. So I'm back to some. Space fighting, lasers yes. flying through the void. And this oh, this episode... was a. Good, this was a. I, I was kind of curious how this panned out because I think this was a pretty cool episode in the. Yes, the and NBA, this but, is one yeah. of those interesting things of like, for all the like sort of things you can throw at DNT as an adaptation of the you know legendary science fiction novel. Mm-hmm. DNT certainly benefits from a certain budget bump that. Right. allows a certain type of spectacle that the original OVAs could never really mm-hmm. pull off. And I think the OVAs always found interesting ways to portray that scale. But sometimes it's just cool to see an interpretation of these events 
with a bunch of really shiny, bright lasers uh-huh, and CG, CG ships. Yeah, you know, like hundreds of ships in the air, dogfighting and stuff like that. And so, yeah, we, we kind of get that Battle of Geiersburg, right? Where it initially starts off with Geiersburg and Ezer Lone Fortresses. You know, these two Death Star space, you know, you know, uh-huh. castles, you know, Shoot, shooting yeah. lasers at each other. You know, we just we get a very good just kind of like turn-based battle <laughs> of just like Admiral Kempf and Kazalnu just shouting fire at each other <laughs> as they uh-huh. just literally slug each other in the face with this Main fucking planet-blasting cannon. Planet yeah. cannon. Um, and, you know, long story short, it eventually culminates in Kempf's plan, which is to circumvent Ezerlone. Uh, uh, outpacing the Thor hammer's uh, turn radius to mm-hmm. uh, 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 attack from behind, disrupt its like planetary batteries, yep. and uh, send in the ground troops. Yeah, send in the armored Panzer Grenadiers mm-hmm. uh, to basically take Ezerlone from within. Basically, the same plan that Yang used to take Ezerlone in the first place. That comes mm-hmm. with the understanding that Ezerlone is simply too well defended to defeat through conventional means, and that the most effective way to take Ezerlone is to simply kill the people inside. Yeah. And of course, the episode ends exactly as you might expect with the armored, <laughs> with the Panzer Grenadiers thinking they're hot shit. They uh, they actually do manage to breach uh, Ezerlone in this version of the events, um, and so they are actually inside alone mm-hmm. before it ends with like half a dozen of them being cut down like the fascist animals they are <laughs> by none other than the goddamn Rosenritter who have finally shown up in Hell their yeah. shit box Zaku episodes. power armor axes and knives ready to go <laughs> and that's where the episode ends good times I'm so excited I We've waited so long for the Rosenritter right, to show up. They in didn't DLT. really show up at all in season one. No, because in season one, Yang uses a somewhat different plan to capture Izerlone compared to the right. one he used in the OVA. One with less axe murdery. Less axe murdery. <laughs> yes. Um, and therefore less fun. But yes. Yes. And so we are we are now getting the axe murder uh, that we have been so uh, 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 deprived of. deprived of up till now. Uh, it's very good. Uh, you know the 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 Rosenritter armor is like maroon in this version, and uh, except for Shenkops, who's who, who, which is a more of a cerulean blue, he has a custom uh, uh, power mm-hmm, armor. And uh, yeah, I'm just so excited <laughs> to watch a bunch of fascists get chopped up like meat. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, still fun. Yeah, yeah. The anime may be subtle, but you sure aren't. <laughs> it's not always that subtle. It's 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 not always subtle. It's not no. always subtle. Uh, and yeah. actually, I should probably give it a try. I should, you Maybe. know, really get around to watching it. I I highly recommend. You know, look, I mean, we did a whole podcast yeah. about this, but mm-hmm. I, I I truly <clears throat> do think that, like, as much as intimidating, you know, I, I do want to say this every now and then, as yeah. intimidating as Legend of the Galactic Hero seems, because of its cast its and size, the number of episodes yeah. and mm-hmm. sort of its mostly the number of episodes that was always yes. yeah. I, I, for me. I I do th- like want to make the like argument that I do think Legend of the Galactic Heroes, both DNT and the OVA. I think they do great jobs of slowly introducing the world and cast to you. Like, 
in the first few episodes, it seems intimidating because they throw, like, 12 guys at you who all have a nameplate. But uh-huh. it quickly becomes apparent, you know, and again, I hate to use this comparison, but a little bit like, you know, a Game of Thrones or something. As you get a few episodes in, you sort of realize, oh, okay, you introduced a dozen guys to me, but these three or four are the important ones. They have ones tiers be... of importance. Yes. Right. These are the ones I should be paying attention to, and the show does a good job of introducing the world to you through their viewpoints and as you grow more comfortable they slowly expand the cast so yeah and i would say once i did watch i'm uh, speaking of the ova I, I i have my reservations about dnt but speaking of <laughs> the ova the uh once you get going like you're somehow for at least up until season until at least up until the last season every single episode you're like on the edge of your seat somehow yeah, for like I, 80 I, episodes <laughs> like like they it's, do a good job of like as much as like the reputation about legend of galactic heroes is that it's very dry that it's very oh it's just a bunch of men standing in rooms looking at you know you know monitors. battle maps they do a very good job of making the characters themselves very very warm and fun and 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 <laughs> theatric to watch so yeah I and wanna, that uh, and that that combined with the obvious uh, relevance to our very times. hard-hitting yeah. social commentary, <laughs> yes. uh, probably even more so, one. probably even more so yeah, than yeah. you know three years ago yeah. when you guys started yeah, watching right, it. But, but yeah. what were we gonna say? Here? Highlight uh, Huang Lui's uh, yes statement in uh, this episode as the inquiry ends, where the other guys are like, "How could it be so rude to to us politicians?" Uh, and he straight up says, "Politicians contribute nothing to society. All we do, are, all we are, are voted to redistribute tax money fairly, and we get paid for that. So, aren't we just parasites on society?" Yes, it's very good. If if every politician on the planet was built like Huang Lewis, uh, yeah, things would be a lot different around here. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. uh, great show. All right. Let's move on to less heavy topics. Uh, <laughs> yes, like competitive sure, sure. dancing. Yeah, let's talk about uh, dance, dance, dancer, about bullying, and social ostracization. Uh, and uh, actually, Artemis, you are also watching this, correct? I am. Yep, I'm all caught up. And and uh, what what have your what have your impressions been of the show so far? Since you haven't had an opportunity I, to talk about it yet, I like the show. I even like the fact that the protagonist isn't like necessarily likable. I like that he has, there's so much potential for him to develop. Like, it's not about him being a cool guy. It's about him having all of this room to grow both as a dancer and as a person, which I, which I do like. Right. I think he's kind of an asshole, but. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, basically that's what basically heard. what I was saying right. last but time. But I don't yeah. think he means to be an asshole. I think he's an accidental asshole most of the time. <laughs> right. So a teenager. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's realistic in that yet. sense. Yeah. They just don't know yet. What? I do have kind of more of a problem with some of the broader strokes that the anime occasionally throws in there. Like, in, I don't think it was the, the most recent episode, but the one before that, they're all at this, you know, this new dance school, right? And all of the minor characters are introduced as these kind of, <laughs> like uh, I'm here because my family yeah. is incredibly privileged and I know that the only people who are allowed in here are those who are those privileged like life. I am yes. right it just yeah because it, it makes it makes them seem like it makes all of these people seem like bad guys because they're wealthy 
like like but if you were in the school and you weren't wealthy i guess that like that makes you automatically a good guy yeah. like it's just a weird kind of and, dynamic and then like and then like they in the latest episode they start to show that they're maybe not completely awful right because they start hanging out a little bit um but yeah but, yeah. I, I think I, I, I think I know what you're saying. Like some, like I like what they're doing with the the main guy, but everything else feels just kind of like it, it. It's a weird thing where like his story feels kind of realistic and grounded, but everything else going on is like a ridiculous like almost over, to the point of parody sometimes, right? Right. But it's not meant to be, and that's yeah. Well, it's, it's not off. right. It's not supposed to be, but like it 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 almost kind of doesn't fit. Right what they're doing even which... even the other main character luo is like borderline racist in the previous episode uh, which uh which part they're going to it they're going to see a recital right like one of his classmates has invited them both they've earned the respect of their classmates and the guy's like i i my father oh. or whatever have yeah. gotten s seats so because you have proven yourself to me I guess you can come along and watch this ballet thing. So they go and Luo doesn't want to go at first because they're Japanese. And he's like, hmm, they're only Japanese dancers. They're not worthy of my time. Yeah, he only wants to see the Russian dancers. And as soon as it's revealed ballet. that there's uh, one Russian dancer, he's like, I'm going. It's just, it's yeah. just like a like ballet is only for realsies if it's uh, from the motherland of ballet. Or right, something. right. Right, yeah, I, I think, and he I won't think give anyone were, else the time of day. Yeah, I think they were. I think they're going for like traditionally the best ballet dancers. Are I, Russia, I know right? they but were, like, which is why I'm not like, how dare you know? I don't right. think it was. But it comes off as like very like kind of sloppily written. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of yeah. I those are those, I'm glad you brought that up because like I did kind of want to talk about that because. While I, I've I've be, I've generally been giving very positive impressions on the podcast so far, the show is definitely not like perfect. Like there are <laughs> there are definitely holes to uh, to poke in it. That um, it's a bit of a mess in what they're trying to do. I think I think it is because we, you know, well, you know, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I I do appreciate what they are trying to what trying what they're trying to accomplish overall even if it's a bit of a mess on how they're trying to get there, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess with, with uh, these episodes, this block of episodes, I talked about last time how the main guy, Junpei kind of ruined their, their recital. Cause he decided not to die when he was supposed to die in the performance, which if you think about in a ballet is absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they have to, they have to deal with the, he, he sees the aftermath of his decision. Uh, right. Which is... And they're not even professional dancers. He's throwing off a bunch of seven-year-olds. Yes. I, I talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah. How, like, this is such a small-time production. He's, like, dancing with a bunch of seven-year-olds. But because of what he did, the seven-year-olds didn't get to do, like, their part at the end. Yeah. And, like, all the moms are all the moms are mad, and they, like, quit the school, and he, like, ruins everything. Yeah. Which is, again, also a bit dramatic, but I also get their point. Yeah. No, I could totally see that happening, I, yeah. you know, but um, the, the point being he, you know, he sees that there are consequences for what he did and he's trying to like fix it in his own way, which somehow, and again, this is where it gets like weird and like I, random, but like 
he just like walks into this fancy school and they're like, yeah, okay, you're in the class now. <laughs> yeah. Like because I he, because he, ch- he, like, he throws down a challenge. Yeah. Like, he, like it's like and the it's fanciest like, challenge accepted. We will, yeah. we will show that you are terrible and then we will kick you out. Yeah. It's like the fanciest school run by like the, the, some big ballet lady who was like judging the recital he was at. And she like basically, told him told him off at the end of the performance and so he goes to her school and they walk in and they're like hey you guys are in the class now i guess <laughs> so yeah it's a little weird but that's kind of where they the direction they take where the two main guys are in this class and they're starting to become friends now and they start to fr- befriend some of the the rich kids in this class or whatever and yeah, I don't know. It, it's a bit of a mess. Um, I, I do think the fact, though, that they they do show Junpei, like, once he realizes what he did, like, he does actually feel bad about it. And he's trying to, even though, <laughs> even though it's a bit ridiculous what he's trying to do, he's, like, trying to, like, I, I don't know, fix getting he's, all the kids back yeah. or something and he's but... he's sincere about it. He's not just like, oh, I, I, I guess I won't do it again. And like, he genuinely wants to right. kind of make it up. Right. to people and like try really 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 hard to yeah. he just he just gets yeah. so absorbed in how much he loves dancing that he doesn't even realize what he's doing yeah um, yeah so it, it's it's ridiculous but i do like that aspect of it um the only thing i would also mention now that we're like halfway through the series they kind of build this as like the two main guys and the girls being the main characters and the girl like is just written out of the story right now she appears like once in the previous episode and yeah, just like a- amazed and impressed at Jinpei's level of technical prowess. Right. He, he, yeah, because he can he can only spin one time, but that one spin is really good. Yeah, you know, that kind excellent. of thing. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, other than that, like she has like had zero relevance on the story so far, which is interesting. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh I don't know. I, I'm still enjoying it overall. It's just, I, I, it's, I think the flaws are maybe becoming a little more apparent to me as time goes on. Yeah. I, I guess I'm talking more about the flaws because I do think the show is good overall, but saying, Hey, the show was actually pretty good. Isn't that interesting to talk about? So. Right. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it is a good show. I am, I am enjoying it and I do fully intend to watch it yeah. all the way through. Yeah. I think I, I think I do appreciate too it's not taking like the convention as conventional an approach as I was expecting with it. So Yeah, a lot of what it's doing is a relief um to to find out that it um parts of it are, you know, quite subtle and do talk like about some kind of weighty themes without being cringy about it, which I yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. So so overall you know, still pretty good. Which I don't know if we're gonna be able to say that about our next show on the list. What are you talking about? It's been smooth sailing so far. Let, let's let's talk about Tiger and Bunny season two. Yeah, it's been what main plot? Who? Where? Where? What? Who cares? We, All, I th- we I mean we we said last episode exactly what was gonna happen, and that's exactly what happened. Well, I feel so, like not quite. I feel like. 
I feel like even the latest episode of this Netflix show that's been released in its entirety that Jill and I have been watching week to week, I think the latest episode we watched would still broadly fall under the hero slice of life um, well, plot, okay, so plot the, umbrella. The, the, first, the first of the two episodes, definitely, because that was our last... Yes, last, um, the last duo, which is Dragon Kid pairing. and Magical Cat. And man, you can really tell that they were the leftovers of this hero group and did not really get a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, this is probably... Like, oh. We have to do an episode about them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is probably together. the worst of the superhero duo episodes. Like, you know, we had some issues about Rock Bison and Origami Cyclone, but at least it still ended with them, like, getting shirtless and posing next to a bank. Um, I feel like right. the issue is that, like, Dragon Kid, even in Season 1, was always kind of a bit of, you know... A, a, she never really had, like, much of her own thing. Like, she had a couple of episodes, like, devoted right. to her in season one. But even then, they were mostly just about how she's the youngest of the group. And, like, you know, right. is, like, trying to prove herself as a hero. You know, in the movie, she's kind of just there with Blue Rose doing, you know... It's funny. I was gonna say obligatory girl fight, but they don't fight a girl. They they fight an old man. So I guess it's not an obligatory girl <laughs> fight. But this, um, this episode also did remind me that there are like no adult women of note in this show, which is yeah. Because Blue huh. Rose is supposed to be, only be like sixteen or something. Yeah, right? she's like, still in high school, isn't she? Yeah, that's, oh, she is. Uh, I thought she was older now. Like I thought she was. Oh, it has been supposed to be kind of university. Oh, uh, maybe maybe age? she's a little bit older now. Maybe but she's, she's university age now. Yeah, but like still gonna be like what eighteen or something. Like, yeah, definitely not not like yeah. I guess we put our, it that way. Yeah, that's really. Where's our older huh. adult women superheroes? Yeah, but... I know, right? Where's but yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, this episode was just about, you know, oh, what's their, (laughs) what's their married couple issue that Barnaby and Kotetsu have to help solve? And it's just that, like, oh, Dragon Kid is a, is a little overbearing as, as as a senpai, you know, she just wants to She's very excited about not being the youngest anymore. Right, right, so she's really going, like, above and beyond to help her, her, you know, her new, you know, uh, you know, junior. And the kind of, the somewhat interesting wrinkle is we find out that Magical Cat uh, is she has a helicopter being, mom? Yes, is being raised by a very aggressive helicopter mom, uh, who clearly has a huge chip on her shoulder about like how her life turned out, and it projects a lot of that onto her kid. Which, to be fair, is is a pretty like relatable setup, right? It's pretty believable, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, that that, uh, that was it, fine. It it maybe doesn't really hold up to scrutiny in the end because it's just like. I don't know. Like, they reveal that Magical Cat's powers are fueled by her emotions, and so, like, you know, she has to, like, believe in herself to make her powers work. Dragon and, Kid tells uh, her to believe in the uh, the me that believes in you. And, and then it works, and they it stop works the bad great. guy. Yeah, the, the, the only... power was with her all along. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's literally that. So it's, it's really not that, like, great of an episode. There's one really funny gag where, like, Magical Cat gets sent to the hospital, and she's about to get discharged, and so the rest of the heroes are, like, you know, waiting for her to get released from the hospital, and, like, everybody's brought, like, bouquets of flowers, and, 
Kotetsu is like holding like a fucking old timey lollipop, like the big like <laughs> disc ones, you know, right? The big right. You from get like, like a from the county fair. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's giving Kotetsu shit. They're like, man, Kotetsu, like, why'd you get such a bad gift for her? Like, she's not like she's not like stupid? six years old or something, right? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? And Kotetsu's like, what? Kids love candy, right? Come on. And, you know, even even Barnaby's giving him shit. And Kotetsu's like, hey, like, wait, didn't you buy candy for her too? And ba- Barnaby's like, no. And then uh, the girl, you know, Magical Cat gets released from the hospital. Everybody's about to hand their gift over, but, like, they get interrupted. And uh, it just cuts to <laughs> fucking Kotetsu holding out the lollipop. He turns around and sees that Barnaby has the exact same lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> and they just silently stare at each other for like half a beat before moving to the next scene. <laughs> I, I, I think right. the actual funniest uh, part of the episode is when, uh, yeah. when right before that, when Magical Cat does does like mess up, and the, and I, I don't know, why I found it so funny when she it's like a magical girl, and then the dude just like pulls oh, a just gun shoots on her. her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yes, I, I that, shouldn't be yeah, laughing, but like right. it's actually it so, hilarious. The, yes. the visual, the, abs- the visual absurdity of like your stereotypical yes. magical girl twirling right. through the scene, she's, and then the dude just the pulls whole, out a gun. She's doing the whole "In the name of the moon, I'll punish you," and the dude just pulls out a fucking Glock and opens fire on her, and it's it's so good because I feel like so many superhero like shows and anime never just bring up the question of like. What if they have a what gun? If you, what if you had a gun, though? Like, most of these heroes aren't bulletproof. Like, <laughs> like about half the cast of Tiger and Bunny could be killed by a dude with a pistol. Yeah, like, yeah pretty much. Uh, but, uh, yes, just, that's yeah. pretty good. And then so, the second episode of the two... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, that that episode was fine. It, I, I wouldn't... It was, it was probably okay, at the yeah. bottom of the probably, couple's yeah. episodes, but... You know, so like fine. competent but not necessarily fulfilling as a character yeah. study but, um, or whatever. The the second episode, as you're about to get into G, uh, we did get the return of uh, Kotetsu's daughter, who we haven't really seen. Right, yes, Kaide yet. Kaburagi, who uh, is revealed at the end of season one to also have next powers like her father, uh, except that her power is uh, that she can copy powers from anybody she touches, but she can only copy the power once. And anytime she touches a person with a new power, it instantly overrides the old power. But And uh, then she, what, she just, can never get that power ever again? Yes. Okay. Right. Anyway, so the episode starts with, like, Otetsu and, and Barmy finally finding time to get drinks after work. It's sort of been a running plot point that, like, they keep, their schedules keep, like, not lining up. And they don't, they can't go to the bar and have drinks like the married couple they're supposed to be. And they think they finally got it this time. But then turns out that uh, Kaide has visited her father in a surprise visit that was unannounced. Don't worry, it's totally normal. And uh, it starts, you know, it's, I'll say this. The reason I still like this episode is because, like, it's still a fun, like, anime dad episode. And also, it is the episode that reminds you that Barnaby is basically Kaide's new mom. Yes, that's true. Like, because Barnaby ends up being the, like, emotional core that, like, <laughs> mediates this relationship. <laughs> right. Yeah, because, uh, you know. uh, well, I mean, it, it basically, they find out that 
Kaede is trying to get into like the superhero. Yes, turns out that she or whatever. Right, that uh, the reason she has visited is not just because she loves her dad. It's because she actually wants to like go to an info session for the like literal My Hero Academia ass superhero school that course, is in Stern course. Build City. Uh, and naturally, Kotetsu is against it. He doesn't want his daughter getting into this dangerous line of work. She snaps back, saying that what gives you the right to be in this line of work? They uh, go full, uh, mm-hmm. oh god, what was that? Full Sakugan mode, for a recent reference. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, real, just like, you know, you're a shitty dad, you never, you know, you neglected me to just focus on your hero career. You know, just, you're, some mean, you're just a some kid, you can't go are, do that dangerous thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. some mean words are getting thrown about. I will say, one thing I really liked is because they don't instantly reveal why Kaede is here, and, like, if you sort of remember her character from season one in the movie... It's not that she's a bad kid, but she clearly gives her dad a lot of shit. She's very snarky to her dad, and, like, she is not really a, like, stereotypical, like, daddy's girl, like, sort of kid. And right. so, like, a lot of Kotetsu's, like... <laughs> and, I mean, she raises some valid points about no, him, she totally like, does. not being so, in her life. <laughs> right, and so a lot of Kotetsu's anguish is about trying to balance being a superhero and a good single dad. And so... Because I remember this, because I thought it was kind of weird at the beginning of this episode that Kaido was being very warm and friendly with her dad, right? Even going as far as saying, Dad, you're the coolest, and all that stuff, right? Right. And of all the people who correctly realize that something is off, it's the asshole jock Golden Ryan. Yes, that that was very good. Who what, who displays his rare cases of actually maybe having the highest level of emotional maturity in the group because he yeah. says there's only two reasons that a kid treat is is nice to their parents. The first is because they want to get this conversation over with so that they can leave and go hang out with their friends or their girlfriend. Or B it's because they're hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so that is it then so it is the latter that is proven true and yes. We we get we round back to yes, Kaide's reveal if she wants to become a superhero. Right. Uh anyways it, it all kind of culminates in like, you know <laughs> Stern build being the most accident prone city in the world. So Somehow, Kaide yeah. tries to be a superhero and save some dudes falling from a you know, a collapsing building. And uh Almost gets killed herself, saved by her dad at the last second. You know, it's kind of that, like, ah, see, this is what I'm talking about. And I think I actually, I kind of, I kind of like their heart to heart, where you know, like Kotetsu's like, you know, yes, if I had it my way, I wouldn't want you to go and you know learn to be a superhero, but you know, I need to at least respect your intent and your desire, and so, like, agrees yeah. to at least like consider it, and 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 lets Kaide at least take a tour of the superhero school, which, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think it worked out. Okay. Like Mo- I, most, I, uh, most of that was fine. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like as I often feel with some of the writing in the show, anytime they even remotely touch on some kind of like serious conversation that falls apart, but it was, I think, I think the parts that you pointed out were great though. Like I, especially like, <laughs> So I, I didn't I never actually did end up watching the movie. I was too lazy to go track that down. So I didn't get to meet Golden Ryan until this season. But there's I, a I, brief I kinda... flashback to the movie in this episode, right? Where, okay. There's that part where she says on Justice Day when I kind of I kind of figured yeah, like I wanted to save somebody instead of being saved. That is a flashback to a scene she has in the movie. I kind of figured, but 
but yeah. uh, I, 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 I was, I was just saying, I, I, Golden Ryan's my new favorite character. But Golden uh, Ryan's great. Like that's the thing. <laughs> I, I wanted to make it clear. Like Golden Ryan's a fucking dick. Yeah. But like he's super fucking funny. So. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's pretty great. That was a character. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I think the the bigger problem though is we have the looming main plot is now here. I think we have now cleaned up all the slice of life. We are now about to enter the plot dimension. Yeah, so they, they, they've been showing uh, the Adam and Eve guys yeah. With more... Mads Mikkelsen in tow. With Mads Mikkelsen in tow. Uh, there's <laughs> something going on with Barnaby's old friend in his research laboratory. Right, I guess that's that plot point. That plot point's been coming up this whole time. Like, oh, like Barnaby's childhood friend is working on some which, advanced drug. And which like... is definitely 100% going to go wrong oh yeah like the moment that plot point gets introduced like four episodes ago you're like oh okay, the, the second i saw that dude he... on screen i was like yeah, he's gonna ruin like, everything when does he inevitably yet. inject himself with the superhero serum and goes berserk or whatever right yeah like... yeah as soon as i saw that guy on screen like he's gonna yeah. everything he's gonna ruin everything yes. and then yeah i so i i, I feel like even if these episodes weren't terrible, the honeymoon is probably over now. Yeah, uh, I, I guess we will just have to see how they handle the, the quote unquote proper plot going forward. I, yeah, I don't, I don't have super high hopes because I feel like Tiger and Bunny always struggled with like bigger plots. But you know, if we yeah. got half of a really good superhero office comedy yeah. out of this show, like I'm, still... I mean, yeah, we we made it halfway halfway through yeah. the ser- oh, series, so yeah, so we'll see. But, uh... Well, oh, one last thing that I thought was very funny. Uh, so Kaide is visiting uh, her dad with uh, her her classmate Soro- uh, Soroja Soroja, uh, who uh, is talking to Barnaby, and she's talking about how she's a huge fan of He Is Thomas, uh, who the fans call Hit, and fans of He Is Thomas are called Hitters. And, <laughs> yes, uh, it's very very funny. I mean, I don't know why that guy would have any fans, but... Well, she does say that it's mostly the girls. It's mostly a female oh, fan yeah, base. Yeah, so, that, you know... That <laughs> he's, the cool, he's the cool, aloof one, right? So Right. Um, that was right. pretty good. All right. Well. Yes. So let's, let's go on from that to uh, <laughs> Anime of the Year. Birdie Wing Golf Girl Story. Yeah. It's time. Uh, Artemis, have you watched? You watched some of this, right? But you're not up to. Yeah, um, I watched the first two episodes, and I do know like roughly what's happened thus far because um, hashtag Life of a Freelancer. I've been like for various reasons reading the synopses of all the episodes. So ah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, well now, that, now that you drop that other show and have some time, you might want to catch up on this. Yeah, one. maybe. Uh, yeah, yes. maybe. I, 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 I think Birdie Wing oh, should replace that hole in the that that, that, that hole in your heart that is clearly Absolutely. yearning for some golf action. Absurd, oh, yeah. deranged <laughs> chaos. Of you know Birdie me so Wing. well. Golf is like the least important part of this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I saw I saw a tweet from somebody. I guess they're doing like an actual golf promo collaboration. Of course they are. And, of course and they're like. They are. They're like, there's nothing. It's weird because there's nothing that the show respects less than actual golf. Yes. Um, but sure. <sighs> yeah, so this 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 kind of double episode kind of pairs up with uh, episode six being sort of the build up, where uh, <laughs> well, the previous episode we had ended with the with the town getting bulldozed or something like that, yes. and 
her uh, illegal immigrant uh, family is not going to have a place to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, they live in not America, right? They live in a non-undescript <laughs> European country. Like, yes, uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's a fake European country that has appeared in this writer's other anime randomly. Yeah, it's like vague, vague mix of like Italy and like I don't know. It's some vague, vague, southern vaguely European Mediterranean, Asian. southern yeah. European yeah, Mediterranean country of, or something. Yeah, like, right. right. Uh, um, yeah, and so Eve has to get deeper into her mafia, mafia. connections to yes, save yes. the uh, she uh, save her family. She be, she realizes she's been taken for a ride by the mafia family that she's indebted to, and now realizes that she's going to have to go up against them to uh, save her her orphanage slash bar. Yep. This includes and, um, this includes teaming up with uh, the now disgraced uh, Viper, who yes, in true uh, first boss fashion, they, switches they sides. Do, they made the smartest decision possible, which is realize that Viper, the uh, the goth golfer with the hallucinogenic titty sweat, is actually <laughs> a great party member to add to the team. So. Former villain turned reluctant ally. Right. She's now helping out Eve. To I saw like somebody say, chilled out. Like, "Yes." I saw somebody say she turned into Speedwagon. But she yes. is. She kind of is. Yeah, it's a really good way of putting it. Yes. She's kind of the hood. wine mom. Like, yes, even even Vipere is afraid. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, the first episode. <laughs> it's funny. Like the first episode of this too we were expecting to go crazy because like oh there's a dude with an rpg in it right yeah. like there's a like, <laughs> the least there's exciting a, thing in the episode there's a bazooka based murder in this episode and it is maybe the least interesting thing about this episode <laughs> they just like to, they just like murder a politician in like yeah, broad daylight street, by shooting yeah. a rocket at his yeah. car and we get all kinds of crazy like reveals in this episode right we find out that eve is like an amnesiac orphan like she doesn't remember her past. Uh-huh. Like she has that scar on her head. She doesn't remember where she came from. Like I feel like we are increasingly angling towards the reveal that Eve is like some sort of like genetic golf super soldier yeah. experiment. Yeah, like but like trained to play to become, golf. <laughs> yes, designed to, to, to play, play golf. golf or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so yes, just to call in, she calls the pair and to. You know, get getting in for uh with the mafia again. Yes, to yes, to, to against. Do. Yes, a a second match will be held again because um, basically the rival mob organization, uh, the rival mm. of the, the one Eve worked for, for uh, the rival of Roses mob, gonna golf again. The one uh, she stole defeated. basically stole the deed to the land, like right. in a real Yakuza Zero esque plot twist, stole the deed to the casino. And so they're gonna play a second golf game to sell once and for all. Who? Because uh, that's how it. that's yeah. how the that's how the mafia settles their yeah. differences yes. is through golf battles. And so it reveals day. that this time Eve is is going to play for the rival mob against uh, the mob against, she played for uh, Rose the first Allion. time around. And yes, but this time she'll be facing off against yes the legendary golfer Rose Allion. Yes. And her lead- rose garden, uh-huh. which leads us to the, the episode seven, which is their it's time the, for the ultimate golf, golf where our lives so... are on the line. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking crazy because like it... the first, like the first twenty minutes of this episode is a fairly standard one-on-one golf match, right? Like they reveal that 
Rose there's some was... good there's some good reveals in leveling up though like oh yeah no without a doubt like I, I think even the golfing part itself is like even without the reveal at the very end i think this would would have still been a fairly solid right episode, like right? you, you yeah. have like, the whole rose like i trained under the same sword master as you yeah yeah so we find <laughs> out that that rose is 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 at least thematically supposed to be eve but better in every way right right with like, bigger stronger, stronger more experience more experience right yeah. and you know, they do the classic thing of, like, as the match goes on, you know, however, we find out that, like, in exchange for her strength and experience, that Rose is retired for a reason. Yes. She is suffering from some mysterious... Old injury uh, or something. Injury. An old injury that seems to be holding yes. her back. And as the match goes longer yes, and longer... The metaphorical cracks in the screen. Yes, that, that, that Eve's youth and endurance is beginning to pull out, right? Or pull ahead. Yeah, and we all think. I think we were all thinking the classic, like, all right, she's got like a bat. She's got she's got a slip disc, or like she injured herself from mm-hmm. golfing the back old in the golf day. Injury, right, right, because like you know, <laughs> right. it's the th- you know, this is a classic sports thing, right? Of like, specifically the archetype of really strong characters right. is, is is a common archetype with this type of character is ah, they're so strong that they're they're, they're stronger than their body can actually handle. Right. And so they have a short lifespan on their effective career, and that's why Rose had to retire, right? That she's literally too good for her own body, right? Something along these lines, yeah. And then the post-credits scene happens. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if we should even talk about it just, here. You know, I, I, you know, I don't even want to spoil it. I, I feel a, like, we know, not even just for Artemis, but for anybody listening, I don't want to talk about the reveal, but we will just say... The true nature of Rose Allion's injury is revealed in a post-credit scene. And perhaps and it the is source maybe... of her power. Yeah. That was a, like a the biggest, most genuine belly laugh I've had this season. Yes, in this like, season full of comedies. Just the, the... <laughs> I, I was now I now I have to watch it. I was stunned. Yes. I was yeah. awestruck. I, I was, was thinking uh... about that for like the next forty-eight hours. My my jaw hung agape. I I could not believe this show was doing like the show with the transforming golf course and the goth the goth golf girlfriend and 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 VR the, golfing. The, yes, the VR golfing. This show still managed to find a way in its seventh episode to make me go You can't be fucking serious. <laughs> Awesome. Really fucking funny. Not it's, since so, Brandbelm yeah. have I been blindsided no, this so is, hard yes, by post credits scene. Yeah, this I've... might be the like this year's like Anafugo presents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Birdie Wing over, Award. I wouldn't put over Anafugo's post credits moment, but it's up there for sure. It's it's definitely yeah, like it's. Um, this, this, they're, they're, I don't know, like to get to get to really get into it, there's like just. The audacity of this show. Like, it clearly knows what it's doing. This can't be by accident. Like, it, right. the way it times its post-credit reveals every time, or its next episode previews, like... Yeah. It's... No, they, yeah. they know what they're Excellent. doing. They know, yeah. They know what they're doing. Um, I did want to mention a couple things, because I did actually very much enjoy their golf battle, and the mm-hmm. way they were like... You know, we we right. mentioned the, the reveal that she trained with the same person, yeah. uh-huh. and... Right, and Eve, I, I love how they kept showing yeah. like Eve hits the ball 250 yards and Rose hits it 260 yards. Right, yeah, like yeah, right. just like, 
And then they also had the, and then uh, also Eve Eve pulling out her purple bullet. Yes, yes, yes. She learns how to slice. Where they, where they, they, they. Golf girlfriend taught her in VR how to hit a different shot. Which they they reveal that that VR thing was not just a throwaway. That was actually (laughs) they call back to that that she learned how to hit a hit a slice. Her, uh, you know, her girlfriend told her that she doesn't have to always be straight. Um, (laughs) The she literally uh, learned how to not be straight. Yeah, and she uh, she also names. So I wanted to point out that with the purple bullet was actually. They some, they show it in the kan- subtitles. Some kanji joke, right? Yeah, there's some kanji shenanigans with with how she names it. It's not actually like literally purple bullet, but uh, she basically names it after Aoi, which yeah. you know if you read um, I was reading the A and N review of that episode and they break down exactly mm-hmm. how the kanji shenanigans work. So you can go check that out for the. I'm not gonna try to explain it personally because there's like several layers to it. But you know how kanji is like. Depending which kanji you use, like right, different words yes. can have different kanji for it and all that. But um, the subtitles do kind of cram it in there by when they say they try her, yeah. her LA, so you know her name. Her the name for kanji is for a specific flower, which is a pinkish purple color. Right, and then Eve yeah. later does actually say purple bullet in English, I think. Yeah. But um, point is that she named it after Aoi because yes, Aoi taught her how to do it, and that's her girlfriend. But uh-huh. Um. Yeah. No. Just great. Great stuff. <laughs> I like. Like, like, what are the odds that we're gonna end up in space at the end of this? Not zero. So, <laughs> I, I don't want to be that guy because we we were already proven wrong once. Mm. But once this rose stuff is done, where does this show go? Because. There's a lot of people in the OP we haven't seen yet, but they all kind of look like regular golfers. Like, we've already seen all the freak shows and weirdos in the OP. <laughs> like, And everyone else is just a normal golfer. Like, yeah, I th- so like... I think the preview showed, like... Well, no, we have to figure out... Like, we have to figure out, like... They set us up with Eve's backstory for a yes, lot of ridiculous... Yeah. Things no, like... I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's still going to be stuff to come. I just, I'm just wondering, like, is this show still going to just end with a regular tournament? Because like, not, is that? I'm not, like... I'm not taking that bet. I'm not, I'm no, not. No, I know, but it's just like, again. <laughs> I know, but it's just there's a lot of just really normal looking golfers in the OP, and I'm like, we haven't met them yet, so it's like, is that? I guess I'm just wondering, like, how, like. You know, like I'm, I just wonder how do we es- how do we go f- where do- how do we escalate from here, right? Like I'm, how do we escalate from to find out? You know, underground mafia like golf matches to like we're just going on the PGA tour. <laughs> I mean, this is this is an anime original, right? Yes. So they yes. can go wherever they please. I mean, that's yes. the thing. That is what makes it exciting. Yeah, it's just, I I'm really curious, like. Yeah. Because if we if Eve just enters a like standard tournament after all after all of this, yeah, I don't like, think I don't what think, will I they don't think do to how what will they do to spice it up is is the question I I want answered, right? Yeah, I I'm willing to give them some benefit of the doubt at this point, so I'm not uh, I'm not taking that bet again for uh, <laughs> yeah going back to conventional golf, but we'll see. All right. Let's talk about. Uh, I guess I will talk about Hansan. <laughs> um, 
these ep- the these two episodes they, they're kind of starting to drag a little bit. I'll admit, like they're running a little out of a little bit of steam. I think since the show is already kind of like very slow paced and deliberate, um, they they do their school festival thing, which is going to come up again when we talk about Kaguya-sama, I'm sure. But um, that's kind of what these two episodes were building up to, and you know what. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll bring up again, while this show is primarily very silly, um, it's also like more a conventional slice of life, nice people being nice to each other type of thing, and they kind of lean a little more into that in these episodes, which is fine. Um, it's just not as uh, maybe ridiculous and funny as some of the other episodes that I've talked about previously. They do get some good gags in where like, I don't know if it's going to be a recurring thing, but I talked about last time how they, they kind of switched up the, the twin joke thing with her brother looking exactly like her. Right. Uh, Aharon. So they pull this again, where the main dude, who I think at this point I'm willing to classify as a himbo. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's a very nice guy, but he's not very smart. Sure. Uh he he sees a Haran sitting in a room and, and goes to talk to her and gets no response and like accidentally knocks her over to the ground and he thinks she's like dying or something or dead because she's not breathing and then a Haran walks in and she's like oh that's a life size doll I made of myself which is absolutely absurd uh, with no right. like, I... further explanation or anything uh, but they, I think they just wanted to play off the like sure twin joke thing again it does lead to a very visually absurd gag where she's like picking up this life-size version of herself and poking him with it later, but um, <laughs> that was pretty good. There's also, like, a recurring gag it, that comes up with with one of the teachers who she gets, like, a little bit of screen time in this block where she's kind of functionally the same as the elegance guy in Spy Family. Oh, okay. Um, she's, like, the, like, classic literature... I think she, I think it's classic literature or history or something teacher, so she's mm-hmm. very into, like, feudal Japan type of, you know honor and all that and her her word is esteem she uses esteem in every ah, sentence. of course and um to the point where it doesn't even like make sense anymore but does she use the word in english yeah i uh, sometimes oh, awesome. she uses it cool. so much <laughs> oh, she uses it so much that you know it's it's all versions but they they do kind of a, a good recurring bit where um you know how in these animes, sometimes the, when they're when they're in class, you'll just hear like the teacher talking in the background, but not really like important to what's going on. Right. So so like every time they're doing that, you hear her talking about like a different definition of esteem in the background. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's The different explanation of that every time you hear her in the background, if you're paying attention to that. So. So yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't. Well, not as funny. It's kind of like more kind of sweet and sentimental this week, which is fine. Cash in yeah, some of those fine. emotional chips. Um, and, you know, I'd still say it's they're doing pretty good. All right. Let's talk about your boy, Kong Ming. Let's do that, yes. Yeah. And I think this Let's is another one. Let's talk about the peerless tactician. This, this is another one, Artemis, you haven't had a chance to talk about. how You've been watching it, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. What have been what is your impressions been? It's it's all right. I kind of part of me wishes that the series had been less about Echo, who is 
a perfectly fine but just non-exciting character to me mm. and more about the whole kind of I don't know it seems to be more of a drama than a comedy and I wish it had leaned more into the comedy with Kong Ming being the you know the fish out of water kind of yeah yeah I, I definitely agree that that's I think that's what we were all expecting out of this show right and I think that's yeah. definitely like the vibe that the OP tries to like communicate and the first and the first episode kind of made me expect that yeah. too right right and then what you kind of goes, oh, the music, <laughs> yes. But, and yeah. then it's like, yeah, eventually you hit that point, you're like, oh, wow, actually, actually the music is angle totally about the music is right. like so actually kind of, the most important part. And it's like, yeah, so I kind of resigned myself to that, and I was fine with, right. you know, like, it wasn't what I hoped, but that's that's fine. No, uh-huh. all right, cool. But then the music is becoming just really repetitive. Like, their most recent episode just had the same song five times or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. The... The the music that is supposed to be EDM is just not EDM. It's just pop. It's just that's <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah. I, I guess it's. I guess most of it's in English because that means that to a Japanese audience it probably sounds cooler. Right. But if they'd had it in Japanese, they would have been like, um, this isn't very good. I guess yeah, and it's like that thing of like. You know, I, th- I think, yes, I think this show probably does need a little bit more Kong Ming in it again, because, like, yeah. you know, for example, like, the whole rap battle episode was pretty fun because it was the shenanigans of, like, all right, let's throw this character, this public domain character, mm-hmm. Kong Ming, into, into this battle. utterly yeah. absurd situation, right? Kong Great. Ming gets into a rap battle, right? And it's like... It can be entertaining for like the 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 absurdity of the situation alone, right? Yeah. Right. But now, but now that we've entered in this set of episodes, where it's like, ah, Kong Ming's planning from the background. He's operating behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. He's not like, on now screen. Now we're not. Right. He's almost yeah. become an actual background character, and it's and really he's just, weird. He's just there to kind of further the plot, the main plot. Right. Yeah. Like he's kind of just a plot device that helps solve the other characters' issues. When like I feel like it should have been the other way around. Of like. You know, Kong Ming should always be on screen, and when he's not on screen, <laughs> the characters should say, "Where's Kong Ming?" Like, right. yeah. <laughs> and we talked it's about last title, time how, man. like, yeah, or I don't remember it was one of at some point we talked about how like the Kong Ming angle is what prevents this from just being another PA Works working with right, the show, yeah. right? And yeah, like without Kong gotta, Ming, it just kind of becomes and the, the way they the, the way at least these past two episodes planned out like he could have just been like old music producer guy right he, yeah. like the, the 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 whole kong ming historical three kingdoms thing does not super come into play too much other not than really, like, no. maybe his little yeah. three bag stunt right like other than that right um, and like that was almost kind of shoehorned you know like yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't just even kind of a token effort right um yeah it's it's a tough thing of like I don't know, like, it, it, I'm, I'm very curious about the original source material, like, is the person who wrote this manga, like, a, a big Romance of the Three Kingdoms fan, or did they just kind of, like, a big pop music fan, <laughs> or both. Right, or did they just kind of toss in Kong Ming as, like, a, a, a gimmick, right, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, not to, like, be like, ah, fake, fake Three Kingdoms fan <laughs> or something, but I guess it's, like, you know, because Kong Ming's presence is the thing that sells this show, I now wonder, like, how prominent is he actually overall, right? Like, in the original manga. Like, is he actually a prominent character, or Mm. does he kind of just end up being, like, a weird plot device for... Yeah, I wonder if, like, just for the sake of adaptation, once you're... Like, 
I guess if things are moving a bit faster and snappier when you're reading the manga versus having to like actually play this all out on screen, it doesn't feel like he's gone that much, you know. Right. Yeah. But um but yeah, I so with these with these episodes, the big thing is we we meet our final group member, party right? Member, right. The, yes. Party final party member uh what's uh, Nanami, is that her yeah. name? Yeah, Nanami. Yeah. Who is who, out busking se- in the streets. Secretly, I wonder who yes. she could possibly be. Right. <laughs> Make yes, no yes. Effort to hide that she is. It's there is absolutely yes, zero mystery the evil around this part, part of, of the, the story evil line. idol group. The, right, the, she's part of uh, Azalea, yeah. I believe. Yeah, right, which is like foreshadowing uh, something that has already been in the direct sunlight for the it, last yeah. like three. Years. You you put it in the op. It's kind of <laughs> right. you you kind of fucked yourself there. Like yeah. you can't hide something you put in the op. Like people are watching that every week. <clears throat> yeah. Um. And and the Nami's, I mean, she's fine. fine. Yeah, she yep. doesn't really do anything for me. I guess the uh, thing is, like, I'm trying to figure out because, like, look, I don't know. Look, I'm still scratching my head for why they had to recruit recruit Kabe. Right. right? Yeah. I, look, I I like I like hip hop, and I think Kabe's bars are pretty decent. But I'm also like, I'm still not quite sure why we recruited him. There's a very like, goofy scene where where Echo is singing her new song, like in the in the club, and Kabe is yeah. just like. Yes, I will stand here and interject with rap. They don't miss at all. <laughs> over your right. like, lovely I mean, ballad or whatever. It's, just, it's very I, um, like early to mid two thousands pop music where you had to have a guy jump in with a rap verse. Yeah, but the then they're then they're giving each other looks like yeah, we're, we're the sound actually sounds pretty good, and everyone gives themselves like the nod, but it sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's it's only like and and now the thing I'm like really worried slash hoping happens is that they eventually release, like, the final version of that song, <laughs> and there's totally just a completely inappropriate rap breakdown. <laughs> yeah, in the that might be where we're headed. That'd be hilarious. But, um, just to go full Sawano here, you know? Just Yeah. Does, does I, a song I guess... need a rapper? Who can say? But he's here anyway. I but guess then maybe I remember big... that it's PA works, and that probably won't happen. Uh... Yeah. I guess maybe a big question is, because I agree, like, I don't know why I brought in Kabe, and I could see maybe why strategy wise you might want to bring in Nanami because if he does right like that would see that would be a very Three Kingdoms thing to do get a defector bring in the enemy general to your side to destroy yes, your competition is, right yes quite literally like the one of the most go basic go to strategies in Romance of the Three Kingdoms steal, is, man steal the enemy, enemy has do- a really <laughs> right man the enemy general's really strong. Well, rather than fight him, let's uh. Bring let's him see to if our we side. can bribe him. Like, what what kind of general? Do you want money? Do you want a hot wife? Uh, uh, what 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 are you what are you in the market for? What can we give you to convince you to stop fighting us? And, <laughs> yeah, since Kongming, I'm sure he knows that Nanami, her soul burns to play real yes. music and not uh-huh. idle trash. To have, to have <laughs> a true friend He's, or something. Yeah, and that's that's the weakness he's gonna play against. Right. So like that makes sense strategy wise, I guess. I don't know if musically it ma- it's going to matter or anything. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see. Is this just one core or is it two cores? Good question. I think <laughs> is it. I think it might be one. Yeah. Okay. Then they'll they'll probably like reach the very limit of what they can stretch out here in this show with this premise in one core, mm-hmm. right? Like. I think but, it's uh, yeah. I think it's going to be twelve. Episodes. Okay, sure. So we've then. had eight. 
right? That was number eight recently. Yeah, so. this was one I of the first so, shows yeah. that aired. So, so. Yeah, we'll probably the remaining four will probably be about getting Nanami to like leave her idol group and find her voice with Aiko, mm-hmm. and Aiko will perform at the big. They'll get their thousand yeah. big concert, hundred thousand yeah. likes, and, and perform uh, at the yeah. concert. Yeah. I don't know. Kong Ming will see Liu Bei's ghost again. <laughs> and he'll be like smiling from heaven. I brought peace to the world. I've uh, done it. Yes. With, through yeah. music. Well. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I hate that we have all this negative stuff to say, but it's needs to be yeah. said, I think, at this and, point. And and also like the you can as kind of it's not as important, but just kind of a general aside, the um production values are kind of slipping as well there's a mm. lot of still scenes yeah um yeah, i heard montages, that a lot of montages i heard that this show and i forget what other show this season is like un un unlisted like almost half outsourced to some korean studio ah uh, uh, okay yeah yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's not that important, but yeah. it, but I couldn't help but notice it mm-hmm, with the yeah. most recent episode in particular. And I, I do think, just like these most recent episodes compared to the the Kabe block, which even that I thought was maybe drawn out too much, but at least like the ending was kind of like exciting and interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there was, there was a given to it. Yeah. And the, and these episodes were just kind of like. I don't know, more spinning their wheels a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah singing somehow. the same song over and over yes. about, about, about a concept which is not even like they're singing a love song, but right. not that I want a romance anime, yeah. but like that has nothing to nothing do, to do with, with the, right, yeah. the character. But yeah. sure. Well, I like I said, I mean, we're saying a lot of negative stuff. I mean, I'm still enjoying the show. It's it's fine. It's I mean, fine. I'm still I mean, watching, we're all still it. watching yeah. it. Right? So. I mean, as, besides... as has been ascertained, I don't mind dropping shows halfway through if I'm not entertained, <laughs> <laughs> and I am still watching. So look, you know, this is cla- this is a classic. This is a classic situation for the peerless tactician, uh-huh. right? Lure. He's got lure us all your fooled. Enemy. Yep. Yes, <laughs> fool your enemy into thinking you are going through a moment of weakness. Mm-hmm. And when your enemy decides to commit to the kill, that is when you reveal your true, you know, ace in the hole. Maybe the peerless maybe tactician Kong Ming, has, Kong Ming is just setting us up, you know? He has some sure, kind of, like, sure. ridiculous way that he's going to pull this all together, right? And exactly. We're gonna yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully that's what will happen. Yeah. All right. All right, well. Let's yeah. talk about... Kaguya-sama, Love is War, yeah. Ultra Romantic. Ultra Romantic. Um, I I guess this this week uh, we we made it halfway through this the the, uh, the season. We're just kind of doing whatever, and then someone remembered. Oh, there's a main plot we have to get. Time to. for plot <laughs> reminder. There's a plot in this anime. Ka- this is supposed to be about Kage- Kaguya and Shiragane trying to force yes. each other to confess to each other. Um, I I do. They pull the uh, the the trump card of every school anime to, if you need to move the plot along, and that's the looming specter of graduation. Yep, and, yep, yep, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the first half of these two episodes was was, was still pretty good. I think that uh, the introduction of um, Ai Hayasaka's mom basically yes. being cut from like the exact same cloth as I herself, and then. The unexpected fucking killer cuts duo of Ai's mom and Shirogane's dad. Yes. Ends up being way better than expected. Yes. 
Yeah. For like, for the record, when I say the show's back to the plot, that's not a bad yeah, thing in comedy. No, no, like, yeah. That's, but yeah, that's so fine. It, the yeah. first like skit of this first episode is like, ah, parent teacher conference, right? It's time for the classic, like, parents meet with the teachers to talk about the future of their kids, right? And as we have alluded to many times, Kaguya's family family situation is uh weird. So uh I's mom is here to serve as her. uh, uh as Kaguya's surrogate mom. <laughs> and Shirogane just butts is like, hey, how about I be your dad? And Ai's right. mom is like, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> this sounds like we could really fuck with Kaguya that way. Yes. <laughs> and All it kind of leads to this kind of damage. fun, like, it's a joke, but it kind of leads to an interesting thing, right, of, like, Kaguya reveals that, like, she doesn't really know what she's doing with her life because she's always sort of just followed, you know, the path that's been laid out for her. And it's Ai's mom and Shirogane's dad who end up, like, giving the weirdly, like, as much as these two people are kind of weirdo jokesters, they are actually also maybe legitimately decent parents who have, like, genuine advice for Kaguya. Right. Yeah. Uh, Even if it is in the form of the joke of, like, Shirogane's dad being like, what are you talking about? I've always encouraged you to follow your true path. And it's like, you're not... (laughs) actually her dad right yes right yeah 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 he's always been a fun uh wild card yes and in, in the uh this they whole use him well but... they don't they don't they don't use him too much right, right. should his dad shows up just often enough to remind it's probably you. only like the second or third time he's ever appeared yeah, right he's a yeah a really well deployed dirt bag of a dad just to, yeah. in, in the right moments yeah. Uh, we also find I, out that Shirogane is planning to do the big, cl- the classic romance anime reveal. He's planning to study abroad after he graduates. So he's run- running out of time. Yeah. There's a time limit now. And na- now he's determined if he can't get Kaguya to confess by the end of the school festival, then he's going to do it himself. He's going to do it. Pride As if he damned. couldn't have done this at any point in time. I know, right? This. You know, as if Shirogane was not literally giving advice to what's her name last episode about like you got to be honest with your feelings or whatever. Right. Uh, it does lead to the very good bit of Shirogane tries to ask Kaguya out, but Kaguya just kind of autopilots and accidentally says no, only they, to realize how thoroughly she has fucked up here. So then they have and, to like do uh, the dance of like. Yeah. When you're a when you're a dumb teenager and you want to hang out with the person you like, but you don't want to say you want to hang out with the person you like, so uh-huh, you start coming up yep. with excuses to be like uh, in the same place at the same time. Yes, and the fucking running bit of like Shirogane is just like, please, I just need a wingman. I need a third party. Anyone, please come into this room and break the ice. And each <laughs> member of the student council who walks in just makes the situation worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, like what is it like? Like she, like fucking Ichi, like 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 Ichigami walks in. He's like, oh man, I saw the funniest shit in the world. This dude asked a girl out, and she said no. What a dipshit! <laughs> Who would ever confess their feelings to a girl they like in high school? God, I hate to be that loser. <laughs> and then when he's trying to ask Kaguya to go, he's like, I'll go, and then it ruins everything. Right. Ishigami yeah. being literally the, the worst, worst wingman yeah. on the planet. Like I, I have. I'm going to be honest, as a, as someone who has realized in hindsight he was a really bad wingman, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I kind of curled into a ball during parts of this episode. I was like, oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I have to say, and I've, I think I've 
mentioned some of these already. Watching Kaguya has dug up some old uh, digs <laughs> old up some old, old high school teenager. traumas. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's great. Yes, uh, but um, but yeah, no. So the the pressure's on mm-hmm. as yep. as Shiragani has now committed to uh, confessing by the school festival, which um, kind of. Got kind of, I guess, kind of both of these episodes are. Is, that's what they're starting to build. Up I mean, to, this is right? what we're that's, setting up, right? Is that the, the main, culture the, the festival plot. is right. is going to be? Yes, the primary plot driver for. I don't know. If not this whole core, then at least the next few episodes. Right for this arc or whatever, but um, yeah, but yeah. So, in the second episode, it's uh, they send uh, Ino and Ishigami to join yes. the, the the festival committee. Yep. We get a we get a little bit of screen time for Eno, who who definitely gets the least amount of screen time out of the student yeah, council. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, a situation of like her character. I mean, I think we're gonna get more of her in this arc. I feel yeah. like that's the intent of like the situation, right? Is to finally give her some time to shine because yeah, before she she kind of kind of you know fell into the like the trend of just being the like the comically strict one, right? Right, like that's. And uh, so, yes, they are now on the festival committee because, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tsubame? Is that her name? That's, the, I the, think so. The outgoing pink-haired girl? The one that Ishigami likes. Yes, the one that Ishigami has a crush on is, yes, uh, yes Tsubame Koyasu, yes, is, is, is leading the committee. And so you get the fun bit of <laughs> yeah, that, Ishigami that was, that was hard turn saying, I'll do it, uh, which is very <laughs> good. Um, we get, we get, um... I really enjoy the bit of uh, everybody is at that is, is at that uh, committee meeting, right? And like Subame is like you know, is, is is hosting the meeting, right? She's going through like the talking points, right? And you get a bunch of like fucking you know nerdlinger dudes each cutting in trying to be like, well, you know, Tsubame, I'd love to explain to you why you know blah blah right. blah, right? Trying to uh, Tsubame, if you would allow me to impress you with my knowledge ah. and, and all that shit, right? Right. And fucking Ishigami them all down. came prepared. He, he 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 is he is fucking Miles Edgeworth in this situation. <laughs> he 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 read the books. He studied up because uh, if anyone is going to sound like the smart one to impress Tsubama. It's going to be him. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's not going to let these other losers get in the way. Ishigami, and, uh, king of the nerds. Um, yes, boy. And let me tell you, as a nerd who had a crush on the outgoing girl in high school, <laughs> this also made me want to curl into a ball. <laughs> but, uh, you know, very yeah. classic situation. Just, yes, a bunch of nerds trying to one-up each other to impress a girl sure. in school. It's, uh, it's, it's very good. Uh, yeah. we, we get some, we get, some, yeah, we get some more Maki, uh, or Eno, she is, uh, uh, Miko, yes, uh, Eno, uh, getting dunked on kind of by the rest of the committee, right, until, uh, right, and, until she, uh, tries to make her, uh, what, school bonfire plan happen. Yes, she's, like, ah, she's got some, for some reason to get some arson the, going the, on. She has some strange fascination with a big fire, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, we're not quite sure. Yeah. What's going on there? Firestarter. Well, the, the the bonfire got like banned because it was too dangerous or something. Oh, yeah. And now they're trying to bring it back, and yes. she's determined to make it happen. And, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And then we get the one final, we get one throwaway bit with uh, Shiragani trying to blow up balloons. Yeah. So yeah, we get, we get one more <laughs> Fujiwara. And, and Fujiwara is not having it this time. No. <laughs> This is one of those parts where it's a reminder that K- Kaguya is an immaculately directed comedy. 
Because, like, the whole bit with Shirogane blowing up the balloons and Kashiwagi being, like, someone should help him learn how to blow up balloon, <laughs> uh, tie balloon animals better. And, like, it's in, like, this weird, like, not quite sepia, but, like, but, like lowered saturation, like, 480p kind of blurry, like, VHS tape, like, right. resolution or something. Which and, they use like, a lot. But, yes, uh, Kashiwagi is like, someone should try to help him, and this just opens up Fujiwara's old trauma. Right. But it leads Kind of like very... subtly saying, we've been here before, right? Yes, we've done this a million times. And, you can't uh... trick me into helping Shirogane again. <laughs> Except, once again, we find out that, you know, Fujiwara has probably the best maternal instincts of anybody on the cast, because Kashiwagi, she's like, she, she does a thing of like, you know, Shirogane, there's other ways you can help. You don't have to do balloon animals. Here's another way you could help out. And Fujiwara just has this huge fucking speech about how when raising a child, you should <laughs> never try to dissuade them from what they want to do. Like, you should always at least, like, help them try to, like, do the thing they want to do. And then if they fail, then as a second option, you can suggest an alternative. But to suggest the alternative first, we'll just send a child down the path of delinquency, the path of least resistance. <laughs> yeah. So the, the 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 maternal instinct she kicked in for sure. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a great running running it's very bit. Very good. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, even even though these were setup episodes, still still good, still good. good. I mean, always always a lot of fun, and I think that you know, we got we got some hijinks ahead of us, right? Based on the way they're framing these these episodes, yeah. um, it makes sense in the pacing with coming off that yeah. super high of the previous episode. Right. Now we got to set up for the next. Uh, I mean, they're even introducing new cast members, right? Like we are introduced to the reporter girls, right? The, the oh yeah, the there's a, I, I forgot they had there's like a whole segment with just them, right? Yeah, like, like we're we're introduced yeah. to like some cool looking chick from the astronomy club who talks like a yakuza. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I want to yeah, find yeah. out more about her. Uh, so it seems like once again Kaguya is doing the thing of like. You're getting familiar with these dynamics. You're starting to get like you're starting to settle. So we're gonna start introducing new characters again to, to uh, you know keep the dynamics fresh, which I always appreciate. Right, and and they're and they always cash in like they they don't bring these characters usually up for no reason. Like that this will come back in some capacity later. Also, there's like a weird player unknowns battleground joke in the middle of it all. Like because <laughs> like there's that girl wearing that that one helmet from like Player Unknown's Battleground. They even literally say you can take a headshot from a car ninety eight, which I believe is the sniper rifle in that game. So... Right. <laughs> yeah, uh Fujiwara's deranged game club that she's in. Yes. Right? Yes. Just, uh, uh where where for cultural festival she just wants to shoot people. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. Alright. Well, let's wrap things up by talking about spy family. Hell yes. yeah. The <laughs> other big the other big contender in Getting this ring. Better with every episode, yes. I feel like. One could um, say the real spy family yeah. starts here. Yeah. Uh, again, Artemis, you have not had a chance to talk about this. I, I I take it by the hell yeah you've been enjoying Spy Family. It is it is the most elegant. <laughs> Such elegance. Elegant. Um, yeah, I mean, like what what can I say? I have been listening to uh, you guys' previous podcasts, and I just you know I 
pretty much echo everything that you guys have said previously about the show. It's it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's, they've taken fantastic source material and they've done a great job of adapting it. You know, it's it's. I wouldn't. I'm not going to call it like an easy slam dunk, right? Of course, anime still takes a lot of work to make, but like mm-hmm. if they yeah. can just keep up the pace and the energy of like what they've been doing so far, like it's smooth sailing. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we we've, we've yeah. seen I... plenty of slam dunks I'll... get missed. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. I haven't read the manga, so um, I don't know. I assume it's relatively faithful. Yeah. Yes, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been a fantastic adaptation of of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they, they have they did this most they did the first of these two episodes as much justice as I could hope for. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the face. Uh, we we get uh, Anya has the made face. it into to school. Anya has made it into uh, the the big school into Eden. Anya uh, and her top tier anime faces have made yes. it. Then. Yep. The greatest anime faces, perhaps of all time, um, and. Uh, yeah, I guess the attention kind of shifts to her, and I love it's. I mean, Anya's the best, like on yeah, she's every great. Yeah. capacity. But I, it's it's so adorable how like because she has read Lloyd's mind and knows the mission, she now feels like she has to carry out the mission. Yes, but she's also <laughs> only like a four year old child or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> so yeah. uh, uh, it's pretty great. Um, we are we are introduced to some new characters, you know, from the school. Uh, Becky, which is mm-hmm. uh, Anya's new uh, female friend, friend yeah. and and uh, Damien, Damien Desmond, the the target, right? The as the manga translates him, the Scion boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Scion of the Desmond family, right? And the the one that Lloyd is targeting basically to get yes. his. And right. naturally, Anya does the worst possible job of making a first impression with him. Of course. She's, she's doing her best, okay? Quite yeah. literally the worst possible outcome imaginable. But with the best of intentions. Yes, it's just, I mean, it's very good, right? But it's like just watching Lloyd's face when Anya comes home, not only with a fucking tonitrous bolt, but also having punched Davian in the face. Yeah. It's like... Uh, it does lead excellent. to... The- Possibly the single greatest anime face of all time. Yes. The uh, heh. Yes. The the heh yeah. face <laughs> in which uh, Anya's doing her best to remember what Yor taught her about when Yor's you should lessons about sh- putting on a smile. Uh-huh. Yes, when you shouldn't, shouldn't, should or should not punch people. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> she does her best to, she tries as long as possible not to punch Damien, but damn it, it's hard. Yeah, uh, he, he makes she it, holds he makes out it, for a long time. He makes it so easy. In all fairness, he makes it so easy to get punched. Yes, it's, yes. It's, <laughs> um, he's a little shit, and uh, the but, uh, very very well anim- animated punch scene. Yeah, um, also very good bit of just like you know when he gets punched into a trash can and Henderson runs back and Anya's just like he ran into <laughs> he stretched <laughs> out my hand and he ran into he my ran fist. into my fist. <laughs> Very good. She's just scrambling for any justification. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, um, man. very good. Yeah. So just, yeah, uh, I mean, the I think now that we've kind of settled into the the, the, the you know the next yeah. phase of the operation here. Yeah. And I feel like we now finally maybe I. I you guys would know better because you've read the manga, but I feel yeah. like we now understand the scope of what the show yes. is yeah. right at this point. Um, this is kind of Spy Family proper now. This mm-hmm. is kind of the format we were getting, right, of uh, the balancing of the double lives while Anya is attending school. Yes. Right. 
Um, Plenty of room for various shenanigans of yes. on focusing on whichever character has to keep a secret this week. Yes, <laughs> right. We get a lot of good uh, Lloyd infiltrating the school, like trying to get Anya yes. to apologize, but she keeps <laughs> yeah. getting interrupted. He keeps doing all this other crazy shit, like mirror, like 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 reflecting with a mirror a message on the ground, yeah, like or, putting, or writing screen. writing sorry on her omudaisa, like, yeah, altering her textbook, yeah. all this shit. It's so good, just. And like it's it's it doesn't it takes the premise like ah okay we take your like James Bond super spy and now we put him in like the most fucking like comically absurd situation possible mm-hmm. and yeah uh, it just works really well like like it's like the latest episode is maybe a little bit more serious right because it also gets into Lloyd's struggles as a parent but in general I think that this latest episode is a good like encapsulated example of just kind of what the spirit of spy family is going to be going forward yeah Yeah, and i think i mean while i would classify spy comedy as a uh, spy family as a comedy like it is does have the more like kind of emotional elements to it right it's not just the comedy so Mm -hmm. you know that's fine yeah it Um, has all the it has all the especially you know the the child kind of heartwarmingness of of usagi drop but in a comedy slash political thriller format, I guess. <laughs> right, you know, like... Uh... Which is very weird to say, I know, but... Yeah, but, but, it, yes, it, but it, it, they, they it find works. a way to make it work. It really yeah, works, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, you get the kind of the second half of this episode, right, where Lloyd is, like, trying to get... Study! You, uh, you know, Anya to learn her division. Need the stars. Right. Yeah. The what? Stella stars. Yes, you have, yes, we mentioned yes because yes, the other way this plane will work is if uh, if Anya can get what seven or right, eight, you get you get to attend the exclusive stars. party for the top yes, student. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and in relation to the tonitures bolt I mentioned, if you get seven demerits, you are expelled. Right. And, uh, Anya is in the first grade of school, and she has one already. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was her first day of school. Yeah. Yeah. At this rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not looking good. It's good stuff. Yeah, so so yes, we we have a bit of like Lloyd, like you know, because he's still confirmed, you know, he's still concerned about the mission, right? About you know, world peace, right? And he's like about he's like trying to like be a bit more strict with Anya, be like, no, you gotta learn your let, la- you gotta learn your math, like you gotta like get this into your head because world peace is on the line here, right? And you know, you have that good bit with Yor who kind of like gets into like. I won't spoil anything, but for Iro and I who have read the manga, Yori giving her <laughs> advice about how she raised her brother is in hindsight. Very, very You guys funny. are going to realize yeah. in the next episode is a setup for maybe the funniest joke in the anime. <laughs> uh, yes, because how... we have seen... We have seen that we're going to meet her brother next. Yeah, the yes. preview. Yeah. And yeah. You, are, you are seeing yours recollection of how she raised her brother. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Perhaps uh, not. Uh, I guess we'll find and out. Not reflecting the reality, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, but she does give genuinely good advice in the form of, like, instead of, like, punishing a kid, maybe you should praise them for when they've done it right. Right. You know? Positive reinforcement like, is much positive more Positive reinforcement. Yeah, right? I thought, then, I like, thought you were going to talk about the gingerbread, like, cookie analogy. Oh, well, like, here's you know, how you do fractions. If you, if you dissect... <laughs> if you cut one arm <laughs> off, that's one-fourth. Oh, but wait, what limbs. about his head? Yeah. No, no, that's not right. And now this yeah. five looks like an S. <laughs> God. Right. 
I mean, that's, I that's, your, that's yours main joke, right? How she's basically, yeah. you know, nice, sweet Sayori Hayami, but she also is always thinking about murder. Yeah, and yeah. also just super airheaded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yes, Anya realizing that she cannot cheat her way through school by reading minds because it doesn't quite work that way. Right. It's very yeah. good. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I guess, you know, all to really say about that is, yeah, next episode we'll... Uh, Begin to meet the extended spy family, so to speak. Right? <laughs> Anya has it. an uncle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, an uncle who... Doesn't know that his sister got married. And, right, that's uh, where we kind of leave off yeah. at the end. I, I look forward to every episode, but I'm an especially looking forward to this. works for... Uh, he says he's a, he's a yeah. government worker, they said. He's the government, yeah, he right? W- yeah. Works for the government, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well. We'll, we'll we'll have to we'll we'll cut it off there before anything gets spoiled. Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's, but uh, I'll just say that like this show's great yeah. and they, they they've done a great job of nailing it. Uh, again, just it's well made. They they they've really captured the jokes right. Like y- y- you know, it's one thing that it's it's one thing to just like accurately draw the jokes as they mm-hmm. were. It's another thing to like make sure you nail the timing right. and the motion of Sell it them right? properly. Like, exactly. like they do the whole flashback montage of Anya. Or Damien yes. goes like, oh, all that time she was looking at me, she was so desperate to apologize. And we get all the same shots, but with the extra shoujo filter over the top. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the Anya, the, the, the Damien vision, right. the Damien that's shoujo. Like, that's like <laughs> a thing they like, didn't have to do, but yeah. is able to elevate it. In, right, they could they could have form. just shown those yeah. shots with like a filter on them or something. Right? Yeah, but, they, but instead, like her eyes have the, literally yeah. been redrawn to be bigger, and yeah. even bigger and shinier <laughs> than Anya's eyes already are. Her hair is drawn with extra detail. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's very good. Oh, good man, that 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 poor kid. He's uh, Damien's <laughs> a little shit, but also. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that kid's got some got some uh, whipped, ordeals yeah. ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it then for our list. Indeed. Um, we we kept it well under two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's do our housekeeping. Uh, you can check us out at theglorioblog.com. Follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and, of course, YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, tell us how you feel, uh, you know, all that good stuff. uh, Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We'll catch you next time.